Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super fast broadband and TV for just 49 euro a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sale stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12 month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dear God. This show is super cool that we're about to air today. It's actually someone who is very transparent in this entire process, and she's really keeping it real about her journey um, with medication and just her life and her journey. And so I want you to keep in mind, if you feel anyone that needs this show specifically, forward it to them and send it to them because it's all about awareness. If you want to be on the show, email us at hello at deargodarewetheryet.com. And if anything else, uh, just keep us posted. If there's someone that you know that should be on the show, you can go ahead and tag us. All right, you guys, let's get started on our show. (laughs) We are on now and welcome to the show, Nicole. And so I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for your time being on the show, because what we're going to talk about today, a lot of our listeners actually will definitely appreciate it. Uh, A lot of people sometimes are, they don't want to talk about it because they don't know if they're the only ones. They feel probably, I mean, there's just so many things going around, like negative things in the world when they read, and then there's positive things. And it's, So we're just going to talk a little bit about anything and everything. But first, I want to know, how are you doing first before we start? Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, I am actually trying to get over another relapse with Mm -hmm. my depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been a very rough year for me Mm -hmm. with a lot of losses and... um, so, and a lot of stress. Mm. So, and, when you say, um, and when you say relapse, like, and it's, you, you don't have to elaborate, but if you do, that's fine. But um, just for listeners mm-hmm. to understand a little bit, maybe they're going through a relapse and they don't know what to call it, you know, like that word. Sure. Um, what, what is it? Something that you were better, you, you felt like you were in control, and then all of a sudden something happened and it just really put you back? Um, yes. Actually, yeah, and um, and I just wanted to say that uh, depression. I wish the um, 
the, um, I don't know, the medical industry, whatever, Mm -hmm. the AMA, would actually change the terms of depression um, and possibly anxiety. Um, Because depression is kind of an old term. Mm. They used to call it melancholy, meaning Mm. sadness, you know. Mm -hmm. And that was a long time ago. Now they call it depression. But a lot of people think that, you know, if they tell someone who's depressed, you know, just snap out of it, they don't understand that a person, when they have chronic depression, Mm -hmm. that they can't help, they can't help it. Mm. Um, They can't help the way they feel. Mm. Yeah, it's actually a chemical um, imbalance, I think. You mm-hmm. know, serotonin and the um, dopamine, mm-hmm. neural, and um, what am I trying to say? You know, there's certain um, levels of uh, brain chemicals that uh, everyone has. Dopamine is the pleasure, you know, um, building, which you can get actually from exercise. Mm-hmm. But um, most people who see a doctor should see a psychiatrist instead of a psychologist because mm-hmm. a psychiatrist is allowed to prescribe medication, whereas mm-hmm. a psychologist is more for what they're now calling talk therapy. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there are anti-anxiety meds and the evil word, and I, you know, I kind of use that term lightly because, uh, well, anyway, Xanax and Clonopin mm-hmm. are in a class. They're not painkillers. They are supposed to be for anxiety and to help you sleep. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think it's, you know, as long as someone is not out to abuse it and use it for just recreational drugs, mm-hmm. I, um, there are people like myself who gen, uh, genuinely suffer from... Um, Chronic depression. Yeah, and depression and anxiety are very closely linked. Mm-hmm. And so a person who has these things, you know, might have some uncontrollable crying, which I, you know, when I say relapse, you know, that's what I have been doing recently. Mm-hmm. And obsessively thinking about the negatives, it makes you, you know, so unless you have um, medication that works for you, like, um, uh, Effexor is a good one. Uh, Vibrid is a new one. Selexa, Zoloft is an old one. Prozac mm-hmm. was one of the originals. But, you know, it's basically trial and error. So a psychiatrist um, actually doesn't know which is going to work for the person. So you're kind of being a guinea pig, so to speak. Mm -hmm. To see what works for you and what works for your brain mechanics. But don't, don't, don't those like 
change your brain mechanics to another entity, another level because of their, their, uh, you know, these, this is something that's made a lab. So of course it would, uh, treat the symptoms, but aren't there other, other things that come with these, um, you know, these medications? Aren't there, I'm sorry, didn't, aren't there, what was your question again? Uh, aren't there other symptoms that come with, like, they might treat maybe the symptom of, like, let's say your relapse, but let's say don't right. use brain mechanics, like, doesn't it change something in your brain waves where it's now, like, because these are synthetic drugs, I and mean, these are something that's made in, a, in you know, in a laboratory, and um, mm-hmm. and that you're now taking them, so then there's always, like, an offset, just like someone says, an Advil would treat your headache, but then at the end, if you keep taking it, it could, you know, damage, I think, and, and don't quote me because I'm not, Lucy's way better when it comes oh, to okay. things, but, okay. <laughs> but I think okay. it, it's like, it's like uh, if you take too much of it, maybe then your liver and all that. So aren't, aren't you afraid of that aspect of it? Then the addiction know, part of it, you mean? Well, the addiction part of it and also just your, yeah. your brain mechanisms. Like now you're, if, you know, like you're saying, you're in relapse because I, I can, I come from, uh, you know, uh, I've been depressed. I think everyone in this world can say they have some type of a moment in their life that they have been depressed. But I think chronic depression is a totally different um, sector. It's on its own. It's yeah. not something that, like you said, people need to be sensitive about it and not just be like, get over it because they have no idea what's going on in this person's mind. They have no idea what, how they're, you yeah. know, process things and so my question to you is yeah, are, you afraid, yeah. are you afraid of the symptoms that these pills like you just said a psychiatrist has to kind of play like a guinea pig to see what works for you you know exactly and I've been I guess since um, 1997 is when I started Crozet and mm-hmm. it did work it worked really well for about two years and what does tend to happen with a lot of these meds is, you know, eventually they don't really give you the same quality of, um, how should I say this? They don't, eventually they stop working as they are supposed to, and you have to switch to another, try another medication. Mm-hmm. And so I've been through all that, you know, over the years and, um, but it's important to mm-hmm. to make clear, at least for me, that people who say they don't want to take medications, it's very difficult to. Um, this is a very difficult, you know, I guess you can call it. Uh, no, it's a, a mental illness or disorder, but mm-hmm. it's um, it can affect your physical side and um, anxiety if it's uncontrolled mm-hmm. causes irritability um, the anger comes out but it's all stemming from anxiety mm-hmm. because when I'm on you know uh, one of the anxiety medications um, now I'm taking Clonopin, and I don't mind saying that, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, um, it helps me personally when, and I think most people would agree, that when you're feeling calm, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to anxious, 
you're able to get more things done, able to be productive, and able to uh, function. Yeah, because you're clear. Yeah, because you have a you have a clear mind. It's just like anyone who has, you know, if there's a distraction like children with a certain disorder or even autistic, like there's a mechanism that won't let them focus. And so if you have anxiety, your thought is going to be on that one thing. And until it comes down, you really won't be able to focus on anything else, no matter what you think. Right. Is that what it is? Like, that's how it feels. I'm sorry. Would your that last be, question. Oh, I was going to say, wouldn't it, that be, that's how it feels where you feel like you wouldn't be able to focus unless you, yes. if that, and that's calmed. Right. And it also comes with, and this is the depression and anxiety are very closely linked, Mm -hmm. but the depression side of it, the symptoms are, and I have had them where you tend to think more negatively, Mm -hmm. you know, than usual. And, um, I'm going to say, um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> it will come back to me, but there are definite um, symptoms. Uh, you're not. I mean, I'm not motivated. So mm-hmm. when I am having a relapse, so to speak, and my depression, you know, has gotten uh, worse this past year because of I, you know, I've been through a lot of stress, and I've had a lot of losses. I had to, mm-hmm. re- you know, put my dog to sleep, mm-hmm. and that was. She, he, I'm sorry, was only 16 years old. And, mm. and when I say only, I mean, he's a little guy. And, and, uh, but, you know, that was a big loss. And uh, family issues, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one thing, after, one thing after another, you would say. Like exactly. That you feel like, and I think that, and this is why I mentioned that. And then for our listeners, you know, sometimes there's, we come from, we don't want to label ourselves that we're depressed or we're sad or whatever. But I think everyone at once in this lifetime has feel, has felt, sorry, very depressed, has felt very, has felt anxious. Anytime when you have some type of tragedy and for yeah. some people like you just experience, it's like back to back, back to back, back to back. Exactly. I mean, anyone, any human, even an animal, okay, will feel right. anxious or stressed or or sad. I mean, you look at, you look in the wilderness, you think about animals, how they come in packs or how something happens. You know what I mean? Like they go through it. Sure. Every living thing goes through it. And so we have to tell mm-hmm. ourselves, like, how do we channel this? If we don't want to go on medication or we don't, or we can't afford therapy. Like I have to agree with you to the sense that there, um, that, that we need to, in this country, mental health is something super super important. It's something that we should be on the top of our list to help people because it could be something that mental health is something that it, it, there is a cure in a sense that it's all about prevention. Things happen in life. It will stir up Mm -hmm. the way that we feel and the way that our anxiety and our depression. And I mean, we can't work. I mean, you can't work if you're, and if you are, you're probably not doing well, you know? So how do you cope on a day-to-day basis with your relapse right now? Like, how are you coping? Um, actually, um, my meds are helping me. I'm on mm-hmm. two different... When I went into the relapse um, recently, mm-hmm. I um, 
talked to my psychiatrist and I came into her office in tears mm-hmm. because I couldn't help it. Mm-hmm. So she prescribed a secondary, and this is not unusual, where mm-hmm. a secondary um, anti, I'm sorry, depression med will be prescribed if you're at mm-hmm. that level, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, well, the anxiety part of it is, as I said, um, linked, you know, to the depression part. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of people, if they don't have access to quality, you know, a psychiatrist or they mm-hmm. don't have insurance, mm-hmm. they tend to, sell, it's called self-medicate. Mm-hmm. So they get into drugs, you know, the illegal stuff or alcohol or whatever, because it's very when I say painful, mm-hmm. it's um, not literally. You're, it's not literally that you're in pain, but it's so disturbing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it it's really you feel like this. You can get a laugh out of this, but I, I said to my husband, I said, you know, if I could just remove my head, that would be great because my body feels fine. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but, but your head, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, another thing I want to mention is that um, if a person has suffered, and you know, I know I'm not alone in this. You mm-hmm. know, childhood, um, I don't know, um, chronic stress or mm-hmm. trauma or you know whatever, and we, everyone has, you know. Probably on some extent, mm-hmm. to some, extent, some type you know. of trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that. Um, anyway, it, it it can change your. I read this, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but it can kind of alter your. I don't know the the chemical imbalance. It's kind of like a PT. SD. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. PTSD, yeah. what they get in the army or anyone who's experienced, I mean, they get it a lot. But children also, too. And you don't, you don't kind of go through your crap until you're older. You know that feeling where you right. just, like, you just shove it down. And then as you grow older, you're like, why the hell am I acting like this? Like, where does this come from? And then you're in relationships. <laughs> and then you're in all these things and these things happen. And you're like, why am I overreacting? Or why do I get so hyper? And then you're like, Wow, when you start like talking to a therapist or, or a psychologist, or in your case, you you know you prefer a psychiatrist, they start digging stuff that you don't even want to uncover, and then you're like, oh my god, who am I? At the end of the day, you're like, who am I? How can I undo this? And that's that yeah. PTSD that you're saying that things will trigger. So if you have a loss, it's going to trigger something. A smell is going to trigger. A noise is going to trigger. A touch. I mean, it is something mm-hmm. so massive, and I'm I'm so happy you're talking about this and you're being so open about it because on your spectrum, you are, mm-hmm. um, you you know, you're you're open about being on medication, and you're saying that this, you know, are, well, let me ask you this: Are you saying, sure, does the medication work for you, or have you tried maybe a natural outlet to without the medication? Have you done that extreme yet, or would you say no? Well, you really enjoy. 
Mm-hmm. I have not tried that because um, if there was something, I, I mean, I I guess what I'm saying is my goal mm-hmm. right now is to, I mean, to be productive, to be motivated, and the antidepressant. Uh, and as I said, you know, I've, I've, through the years, you know, they've been changed. And I have said, well, this one isn't doing anything for me. And sometimes they don't. And it depends on the individual. Different one, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's crucial at this point, in, you know, for me to um, feel some relief mm-hmm. from the symptoms. So that I can exercise and benefit, you know, because I, I really want to get back into that. But when I'm anxious, Mm -hmm. I kind of can't, it's like a paralyzed feeling, you know, you just want to, you know, everything's overwhelming and, um, you want to ice, I, you know, I want to isolate myself. I don't want to, you know, I want to talk to people, but then again, I don't. And there's like no relief, you know, mm-hmm. the anxiety unless I take, um, in my case, clonopin. And I'm not ashamed to say, you know, I have no, um, I don't feel it's a weakness mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I feel as though it is what it is. And I think a lot of people feel that depression and anxiety are and in, you know, weakness. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's why they don't share it, and that's why they don't want to speak to someone, or they're afraid to speak to someone and share it with them. They're afraid that right. they're going to be judged, that they're not going to be loved, that sure. they're going to be like, "Oh, get over yourself!" Like, really, get over it. Like, right. you need to get the hell up and just go. You need to just stop. You know, like, and it's not like that. Sure. And, that's, and I hear, I hear what you're saying, and I and I love your your transparency in it because. You know, you. for for my case, um, and, and I see what you're you're saying from you know these medications. They add these serotonin levels, like they help you balance. And recently, I went to the doctor, and I am in menopause, and I'm in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, a lot of people might say, like, well, you know, well, just you know, get a oh, just have a fan, or get a, the sheets, or get it like that. And it's like you don't live with the severe menopause that I have at the my young yeah. age. From the age of 29, I've been in a 70-year-old or 80-year-old body. I, you know, and it's, it's, it's not just mm-hmm. a hot flash. There's so many things from a, um, a mindset, like, you know, your, your hormones control so many things in your body. And I will tell you, Nicole, I learned right. so much in the past year about so many things in my body that you can't just sure. brush it off. And you can't just, you have to talk. You have to be okay to talk to you know, that people who will, will love you and respect you and say, right. I can help you. And there's one thing in this entire journey, um, I, and for anyone out there who has a mom or someone going through menopause or whatever, you can check out History Sisters. It's a community of women that I've, I've been around um, since my hysterectomy. Yeah. And a lot of them that yeah. have their hysterectomy hysterectomy go through a lot of depression and they go a lot of, through a lot of anxiety. And it's a lot of mm. feelings like, I'm unable to bear children or I'm, or my husband is this and he's, he can't, he's not, um, you know, he's not doing good to the change or, but a lot of these right. things. And so these are things that you're, unless you're going through it, you have to try to see how this person, what it works for them. So for medication works for you, maybe your goal is like you said, to, 
get back to work out and get motivated to, because you like doing that. Like you love doing it, but you can't get over the anxiety. So it's like, what are yeah. things now that maybe you can work like minor milestones, just like me, I'm telling myself minor mi- milestones, <laughs> you know, because I have to yeah. buy a fan in my bag. So I don't feel uh-huh. when I'm talking to people, I have, I'm flush and I'm sweating all over and I, I hate it. But that's something yeah. for me. And then I feel moody sometimes. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm bipolar. Like, I feel like uh-huh. it's not me. It's just that I have. And so these are the things that I, I want my listeners to listen to that whatever it is that works for you, whatever, even like Nicole said, she's proud. Of, this is who her, what her journey is. Like, don't be afraid to talk to someone. Don't be afraid to, you know, and ask questions about if you want to get on medication, because you said that, of course, uh, psychologists don't give you medication, psychiatrists or doctors, correct? Right, right. Yes, exactly. they're... A psychiatrist is allowed to give medication. Mm-hmm. A psychologist, they're now referring to it as talk therapy. Therapy. Mm-hmm. That's a new term. But, you know, they are not allowed to give um, prescriptions for meds, only psychiatrists. And I, um, yeah, I wanted to just say also that um, I think the more people that are aware mm-hmm. um, that it is not, you know, it's, it's not even that you can prove it to anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, yeah. you can, you can get blood work for certain diseases and prove that you have a disease. Oh, yes, but there, you're right. Mm-hmm. There is no proof. No. I mean, mm-hmm. if I tell someone I have, um, that I um, have this, you know, problem, I can't really prove it mm-hmm. because, you know, no, it, 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 there's no way. Mm-hmm. All I can do is, is say, look, I've been going through this for a long time and it's only mm-hmm. been getting worse. Mm-hmm. And as I got older and it happened. And, mm-hmm. but the reason I am being candid is because, again, I'm not ashamed. Mm-hmm. I really, um, I think there's more people out there than we realize who have the same issues. But mm-hmm. they, if they can't, like I said, if they can't or don't have access to, quality health care mm-hmm. like we you know in this country but they self-medicate and yeah. I mean for lack of you know quality health care and money mm-hmm. what else is a person supposed to do just to get relief from yeah. what they're feeling and yeah. And I don't agree with that. Like, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that I feel like there are, there has to, and for listeners out there, do not do that. Do not go and buy stuff on the street. Do not, you know what I mean? Don't, right. I feel like you, you, there are ways and there are literally, you can Google, there's uh, hotlines. I mean, like, if you feel that way, ask someone that you trust. It, you can go to your local mm-hmm. uh, hospital or fire firefighter, whatever, like, don't do that. I don't agree with getting things off. Oh the yeah, I, yeah, no. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's not exact. It's not the no. ideal no. thing. Mm-mm. But I understand how people could or do choose that because if they don't mm-hmm. for health insurance or mm-hmm. if they don't have access to 
a good a good psychiatrist, you know, because mm-hmm. some of them can be, um, uh, you know, I I've been through some, you know, bad psychiatrists. I'll say mm-hmm. they just don't really know what's going on, and you know, um, I there are people out there like myself who genuinely need um, some sort of help. Mm-hmm. And if it's like in the form of medication, whether it be Xanax or Clonopin or whatever, that will help me function because mm-hmm. I'm not looking to use this as a recreational drug. No, you want it because you know? this is needed for you. Like if someone had... Um what what's that like? They had blood pressure. They would take a blood pressure pill. Which yeah, that's what that's the right. way you're using it. You're not using it now. But I I want to say this very clear on on the podcast, especially since you know like medication is something that is it's like a responsibility. There's you have to do your research. And everyone listening to this, anything that Nicole's saying, and you might be like, oh, I need to talk to my doctor about that or whatever. Like you've got to do your research and you got to make sure that if this is something right for you for. Personally, I've I've been reading and listening to things, and you know, I, I always you know uh-huh. speak to my wife Lucy, and she's you know she's she has right. a medical background, and she tells me these things, and I'm more scared of the symptoms of what any pill, not even that that, but just like like you know, I was talking about uh, the sure. hormones, just just the the hormones, and and that uh, S, I don't even know, I forgot the name of it, but it's like estrogen or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like that freaks me the hell out. Like it freaks yeah. me out, and so it's like. Yes, you have to find what's right for you, but I, w- what I would say is always try to even do your research to even maybe possibly even adding natural ways or changing your lifestyle. And it's not easy. It's easier said than done. And I hate saying it like right. this where people think, oh, well, yeah, you know, I wake up and I'm, and I'm a really, and I feel really, really horrible. And, or someone might want to harm themselves. Or, whatever, or like you said, where you, you know, you're having this borrow of like uh, crying you know you just can't control it you just walked in there and you're like I can't stop crying you know like you can't just <laughs> right. get up and, and, and dust it off no you need something that's gonna but you have to find what works for you so anybody listening right. any medication that Nicole said today is like don't just you have to do your she's been doing yeah, it I'm not a, a doctor time. so yeah 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 <laughs> I have to always say this on podcasts because I know that this is a topic that people um, really pique, it might pique their attention or they might know a loved one or someone. And if they hear something, you know, I am not, and I'll put this at the end of the podcast that we're not medical professionals or anything. It's just a disclosure, but to do your research about anything in life, anything that you're taking and know your body. Um, But there's one question I want to ask you um, because, you know, I want to ask you a whole bunch, but I want to ask you one question about like, I want to go back to the natural way that you haven't tried that method. And the thing is, what's stopping you from like trying that method? And have you heard of Hippocrates? I think it's called that way in West Palm Beach. No, I have not. Is it called Hippocrates? It's called Hippocrates. Oh God, somebody's going to correct me. Hippocratic? No. Hippocratic oath? (laughs) No, it's called Uh, Hippocrates. It's like a natural... It's like a hospital. It's basically like a male clinic or some yeah. huge hospital, but it's all, it's in West Palm. I believe it's like on Forest Hill or something in West. Or yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. It's somewhere in West Palm. And it is all, it is literally like if it's um, 
uh, it's a natural, everything they do there is homeopathic and natural. And they try to alleviate mm. um, certain symptoms and also work with prevention and all that to work with the entire body's functions. We're talking about things from like cancer to things to like, you know, blood pressure, right. all the way to depression, to anxiety. But don't know if you've heard of it. People that are probably in Florida, I, I don't know if they've heard of it, but I'll, I'll send it to you so you can look at it just to pique your attention. But okay. I want to ask you, um, has anyone ever given you some um, natural things to do? And if they have, what has worked? Has anyone ever mm. given you any tips? Yes. Um, you know, more for the anxiety. And, okay. Um, so one of them is, you know, certain types of breathing exercises. <clears throat> the problem with me is um, when a person like myself is in, um, is feeling, is actually feeling the anxiety at that moment, it actually affects the way you breathe. Because mm. when I'm anxious, mm-hmm. I, sh- I do shallow breathing. Oh, okay. And uh, it's it's physically uncomfortable for me to do a deep breath. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds strange, no. but that's just my that's just me. Other people experience different things with anxiety, but for me, you know, it's very frustrating because um, there's. Anxiety can give you like uh, a thought of impending, you know, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of um, well, depression, of course, you know, gives you a lot of negative, obsessive thought, and you focus on negative, and you're you're not motivated. Mm-hmm. Everything's overwhelming, and um, it's. It's not a way to live. You know, you don't want to, nobody wants to live like that. No, you know? yeah, absolutely. And I tend to isolate, you know, where I don't want to talk to anybody. But then again, oh. I do. Um, I recently lost uh, a friend mm-hmm. because she doesn't, she, you know, like I said, a lot of people don't get it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess she figured that I had control over, you know, um, like I could snap out of it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And and why do I, you know, dwell on this and dwell on that? Because, you know, sometimes a person, um, you just, you know, it's just, you can't help it. You can't. It's something that, I don't know, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like, I don't know, they call it bipolar or uh-huh. there are various personality There's a lot disorders. There's of personality, yeah. No, and personality disorders, you know, mm-hmm. and my, I don't really mind saying this, but I grew up with my mother Mm-hmm. after my parents got divorced. And when you're growing up, when you're a child, you don't realize what is normal and what isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, what is appropriate and what, what isn't. isn't. Because you're, you're too young. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you grow up to a certain point thinking, 
this is the way people live. This is the way families are. And it wasn't until my 20s that I had started to open my eyes. And it was through a friend of mine. And, but it took me, I don't know, about 20 years, 20 years, yeah, to really, you know, get a perspective Mm -hmm. on my mother and think back to what she has is called narcissistic personality disorder. Wow. And it's a very... I don't know how to say it, deceiving kind of thing where the person is kind of like, uh, they'll show once their best side to certain people and their worst side to the people closest to them. Like the people they love. Well, right. And I'm an only child and I got, I know her better than anyone else because I've been around her and, you know, um, I, I know how she is. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of resentment on my side as I, you know, as I now see the whole picture. And um, um, so I'm dealing with that. And I've had, um, you know, some really devastating family issues last year. And, um, you know, there's just been one thing after another that, um, has caused like a loss and, Mm -hmm. you know, in my life. So I think that I lost, you know, my dog because, you know, he had lung cancer and I didn't even realize it. And, you know, as you know, because we both are dogs people <laughs> mm-hmm. you know they're like they're like you're part of the state are part of the family and it's like your little baby girl mm-hmm. or baby boy you know and yeah it's it's really heart-wrenching and um so I think that's what you know this whole past year um caused me to go into a relapse and when someone doesn't understand um why a person keeps crying mm-hmm. and dwells on, you know, keeps dwelling on certain things that they may not be able to help. You know, they're not, I should say, they, they can't snap out of it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's they, like they someone, have no, yeah, they have no control. Right. Yeah. It's like someone who goes to AA and they yeah. have uh, they their their drug of choice. It can it doesn't even have to be a drug. It could be gambling. It could be sex. Right. It could be you know coke, a beer, uh, liquor. Sure. It could be anything that is excessive, and right. they don't have control of it because they have either the thoughts going through their mind. And again, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but that's how I see it. When you say relapse, that's how I thought in mm. my head. It's like going yeah. through that and. Um, you know, I I have to first of all, I have to tell you with everything that you're going through, I want you to I want you to remember and I'm gonna tell you this. Um, I know a little bit of you of course just for today in this conversation, really, and uh you have to no matter what you've gone through, you should be proud of yourself that you're still 
outstanding and you are strong and you know that you you are one of a kind and you know thank you just always think of that like I know that it's I, I don't I can't imagine what you're going through sometimes but I just wanted to tell you if there's one thing that you just remember on a daily basis that you're strong because you're here and that as long as you're here and you're wanting to help yourself and you're wanting to improve like that you're doing the you're doing awesome you're doing the most because that's a lot of people know that they have this and they refuse to because they just don't right. want to or they're they're just afraid or they you know they're afraid of the outcome or they don't want to give it up you know they want the thoughts right. in their head that could toy with them and possibly, you know, deteriorate their lives. But I, I, I want to thank you so much, uh, Nicole, for, for being on the show today. Well, I do want to ask you, you if there's one thing that you could advise of anyone listening that might know someone who's suffering from depression or maybe they are, what's one advice that you, that you would tell them um, that you would have known that you would have, you would have wished someone would have told you this advice a long time ago. What mm. would it, that be to them? Let's see. <sighs> well, I wish someone would have told me a long time ago. <laughs> 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 I, I wish I had been enlightened a long time ago, but mm-hmm. I think, I think the mental health profession mm-hmm has been really slow to treat, to find treatment for Mm -hmm. people who, and there are a lot of people in the world, Mm -hmm. not just this country, but who are not getting the mental health care that they should be getting or need. Um, And Again, I wanted to just say that um, I just looked up some research on, you know, some new treatments. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, uh, they have discovered um, in research that um, there is a protein, and I don't remember the name of it offhand, but I guess people are born with more levels higher levels or lower levels of this protein. And I guess my understanding of the article is that everyone has this protein. They just have different levels of it. How, so they said that in the study that um, people who have higher levels of this protein are more de- um, predis I can't say it, predis um, I, I to yep that's the word <laughs> I have a bad yes. I cannot say that word <laughs> yes, I have to say it slowly uh-huh. <laughs> to depression and that people mm-hmm. who have normal or lower um, amounts of this protein in their body are more resistant to stress so yeah, I kind of found that interesting too. So it's, you know, it's definitely a chemical. It, I really think it's a chemical imbalance issue. I also feel strongly that, you know, um, people react differently to trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, they all you know, process early, differently. Mm-hmm. Right. We're all individuals. And, um, but 
I'm not against medication. I don't like being um, all this, you know, the the all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't really want to be, but I have to be at this point to get myself back into life and start, you know, get my exercise walking because if I'm not feeling calm, I'm actually too anxious to go outside. And that's not good. No, because it affects your whole, it affects your whole life. And and then you wouldn't be able to live the life that you deserve because that's, you're just going to be focused on that one um, aspect, which is, you know, getting over your anxiety. I, I have to agree with your um, advice. If, If anyone's listening, like, Go ahead and, uh, you know, take this as um, this conversation as an opened, like an, an open door to ask questions if you're feeling this way or if you know someone that's feeling this way and maybe you want to help them is just get right. the help that you need because um, it's sooner the better, like Nicole was saying. Um, thank you so much, Nicole. I, I cannot uh, thank, you. thank you so much for being on the show. And um, again, I thank, thank you. you guys for listening. And again, if you have any questions or you want to be on the show, you can email us at hello at com. Make sure you take the people that you love and love them and love them and appreciate them for who they are. And it doesn't matter. We're all different. Um, take this conversation that that's the beauty of us humans is that we're different. And even if some of us might be feeling sad one day, bring the joy yeah. in each of everybody's life. Um, even with one conversation, just like what we're doing now on this podcast, but even a hug, a hello, or just, uh, you know, a high five. Sometimes that helps. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, until next time, thank you again, Nicole. You have a beautiful day. And, um, and thank you, know you for having oh, me on your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh-huh. if one, if it helps one, you know, just one person, mm-hmm. I will be happy with that. You know, that's um, that's it. I mean, I just, yep. you know, and I don't mind talking about it. Yeah, well, we're going to have to have you back on um, another time for another topic and maybe something that once you check out Hippocrates, or I think that's the name of it, I'll text it to you and you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know, but my English is a second language. Sometimes I say things backwards, but um, I think that's the name of it. <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, thank you again, and you have a good one. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye, Nicole. Thank, thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.